Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. And if these things be in you and abound, you will be neither barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Yeshua Messiah. Amen. Welcome to the Voice of My Beloved podcast. I've got uh, Braden Waller here with me this time. And uh, we, had, we had a good time. We missed you last week. Uh, Victoria and I did a podcast. Um, but uh, we finished up. Uh, I had that Israel update. And uh, we're going to d- dive into... Good works. What does it mean to be full of good works? And, you know, uh, what's the, uh, what does it mean to be full of good works? And what are the good works? And so, uh, are just mainly encouraging us to be full of good works. To so, flourish. To flourish. Or as you said last week, that I was in flower. The flower, <laughs> yeah. So, Braden corrected me. He said flourishing. He wouldn't flourish in a podcast right now, not flower. So, it's a little, it's quite a bit different. So, <laughs> I stand corrected. Um, but, yeah, real quick before we dive into that, let's go over, um, We've got the Yet a Little While CD is done. That's going to be up on the website and available for purchase. We're also putting uh, some of those out to supporters. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, we got a mail-out going out soon. All right. Update. Hopefully. Yeah, by the end of the year. That's going to be good. We're uh, attempting to try and get it out sent to you by the end of the year. Uh, the Psalm of Ascent book by none other than Braden Waller. Um, a Zionist trail guide to the Psalms of Ascent. That's right. Okay, I got it right. Uh, Great little book, great gift, and uh, a great little coffee table resource to have set out there. Very intriguing, and a lot of uh, the information we went on with the Psalms of Ascent is in there, and some even in more depth. Um, Harpen Farm, uh, starting April 1st, 1830, young uh, adults, uh, guys and girls, uh, you can apply. Uh, We'll be teaching uh, music and uh, market gardening, essentially um, a lot of uh, even more than just market gardening, but... uh, uh, different uh, types of gardening and uh, some anim- animal husbandry. Is it husbandry? Right. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to be teaching quite a bit of that. I want to jump on that note. Yeah. Just to throw out there for people that are thinking about coming. I just got a book recently. It's the most I've ever spent on a book. I spent $250 on a book. Can you believe Ooh, that? I, I, I believe it because I've seen it. <laughs> but this book is about how to grow lettuce 52 weeks a year, which the, the key with that is is if you can get lettuce 52 weeks a year, then you can have a consistent market base. Right. And it's also nice just to have lettuce for your own family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But through the heat of summer and then you know the middle of winter, it's actually possible here in southeast Missouri and a lot of places in the United States to have lettuce all year round. Yeah. And so what happens is, is if you have lettuce uh, all year, then people will buy your other stuff that's coming in. If they're already buying lettuce from you, consistently, you know, right. then, then they're going to buy your other stuff when you have that coming in. So that's one of the things we're going to be looking into this year is how to master this Art. This art of getting lettuce all year round. And right. so if you come for the Harp and Farm program, we're going to be Digging pressing into that. into that and figuring out, you know, how do we make this work? Yeah, defying the Mother Nature, really, to a certain, <laughs> right. a certain degree to get lettuce right. to grow all year round. Right. But, yeah, that's going to be along the market gardening. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to uh, pursue that and there is uh, there's a way to live off the land. And uh, mm-hmm. so we're going to be doing a lot of uh, into that. We have the men's prayer and fasting coming up. Super excited about that. Uh, it's been one of our... Uh, highlights, you know, you think fasting, but man, it's just a powerhouse uh, in the spirit. So that's going to be February 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, starting the night of the 1st. So you'd come on the 1st, and then it would start that night, go in into the 2nd, which I believe is Friday. Yeah, and if people... 
you know can't make it on Thursday, you're welcome to come in on Friday as well. Right. Yeah. But we would encourage everybody to come if you can at all. If you can for come the whole Thursday thing. night, that, yeah. That really allows everybody to kind of um, experience everything together in a right. spirit of unity. It's a great time, but don't feel like I because you can't come for all three days tonight. I know some people with jobs and stuff, it could be a little difficult to get off Friday. Yeah. So. Yeah, tell them you're going to go uh, to a fasting event, and they'll just be like, <laughs> yeah. okay, this guy's serious, you know. He's going to take off time from work to go fast. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's an amazing thing. So, all right, so that's what we've got um, planned uh, coming up, um, exciting times. Braden and Tally also are going on tour uh, through the southeast mm-hmm. um, in a couple weeks, uh, starting down there. So if you're in that area, you can go online. Hopefully, um, we have do we have locations uh, put up online for people to check into? If you're on our email list, then you'll have uh, locations. If you're not on the email list and you want to get an idea of where we're going to be at, I encourage you to go ahead and just sign up. Go to loveandpurity.com and you can sign up for our email updates. Yeah, go ahead and do that. You know, mm-hmm. Anyway, even if you know, you're know you not in the southeast and you just want to keep up with us and uh, we're doing uh, we're endeavoring to keep you all updated and in the loop uh, so that this message uh, can go forth. You know, Not necessarily from Zion, from Patterson, Missouri. Um, but uh, it's a good message, love and purity. Uh, it's a good message. So, can anything good come out of Patterson? Can anything good come out of Patterson? <laughs> we we believe that the Spirit of God is at work in Patterson and uh, coming out from here to wherever you are. So, uh, good works. It, it was something I was uh, right after my trip and over Hanukkah. I was struck by the verse that says, "Let your light so shine," and I I knew that verse. You know, shine, Yeshua, shine, and all these verses talking about shining. And, um, but I hadn't really thought about the end of the verse. And so when I was sharing this, uh, Shabbat, I guess it was two weeks ago, uh, I was compelled to look at the end of the verse. And, and I just, as I was de- delving into this, I just got more and more. And so the verse says, let your light so shine, uh, before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. That's Matthew five sixteen, And I was just Im- so uh, moved by the fact that our good works, um, are supposed to be seen. You know, there's this idea that, you know, don't, don't let your right hand, let your left hand know what you're doing when it comes to giving, like mm-hmm. monetarily. But our good works are supposed to be um, evident, clearly evident. Uh, we're supposed to be, we're going to read some more verses. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it's going to be to the glory of our Father. You know, if we give glory, uh, the glory to our Father, then it's nothing wrong with people seeing as long as they don't put mistakenly put us as the source of these good works, right? Mm-hmm. We have to continually point to the Father and say it's because of his grace and because of his goodness that we can do anything good. Right. And so I want to read a couple more verses. Um, well, I just had a thought there on that, Aaron. It's yeah. interesting. You know, Sermon on the Mount, you've got the three primary things that were called to in the Sermon on the Mount, which was prayer, fasting, and giving. Mm-hmm. And on each one of those, it says, don't do it before men. Mm. You know, that you may have the reward from your Father. Right. And so it's interesting here in the beginning, it's saying, but these, but there's, there's a certain level of we're supposed to be living in a way that is obvious, obvious, yeah. But it's just, I was just seeing the contrast here. Yeah, you know, some things he's saying, let your light shine in a way that can be seen. In these other areas, though, of prayer, fasting, and giving, don't do it before men, right? So that you can receive the reward that only comes from the Father. So yeah. I just, I was just wanted to throw out that. Just notice the contrast there. Yeah, absolutely, it's wonderful. Um, prayer, fasting, and giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braden saying is in, in the Sermon of the Mount. It says, you know, let mm-hmm. these not be before men. Right. But these good works of our hands endeavoring to do good to our fellow man and to uh, one of the instances that I, I used was picking somebody up, you know, a hitchhiker. You know, that's not always mm-hmm. safe for, you know, into any just anybody to do. But, man, how many times have we just passed that guy up? And when I shared this on Shabbat, 
Um, I use that analogy. And since then, I've had probably three or four people come up to me like, hey, I picked somebody up on the side of the road, and it was a real <laughs> ministry opportunity. And, I was, and uh, that kind of thing, you know, right. to where we are uh, doing good, going out of our way to do good. So let's read a couple more scriptures um, talking about um, how do we shine the light? You know, Yeshua is the light of the world, so we shine that light by how. In Micah 6, 8, it says, it's a really familiar scripture. He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. So in our good works, uh, it has to be just. It has to be in our loving of mercy and walking humbly before God. This is what the Lord requires of us. And these attributes will empower us to be effective um, in giving God the glory. Because, see, the whole the whole point of the good works is not so that we can be boast, we can boast in that or be prideful in that, but that he gets the glory. And so mm-hmm. oh, well, that's, I think that's the importance of... Um, declaring with our mouth um, the good look, good works of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we say, this is not by our hand, you know. Otherwise, it's just a humanitarian work. If you go out and you're just mm-hmm. doing good for people because you're just a self-conscious or a person that's conscious of good things, it's like you just, it's kind of almost a humanistic, you know, I do good to you, you do good to me, you don't hurt me, you don't hurt me. But if we say, oh, no, I'm doing this because my God instructs me to do good, right. uh, then it's a, it can, they can give mercy or they can, be aware that it's God's hand on you and those good works. He gets the glory for that. Paul says in Ephesians that we are created for good works. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Messiah Yeshua for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That's Ephesians 2.10. So his workmanship created for good works in Messiah Yeshua, which God prepared for beforehand. There's, there's works that are prepared beforehand that we are supposed to be about doing and this was the purpose of our salvation was to be a, a representation of good works um, for God's glory, not for our own glory. We have uh, Acts 9.36. It says, At Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. So, I mean, this this woman is known, it is written down in the Bible that her she was full of good works and charitable deeds which she did and I, I believe that it was not a um a bragging sense or it wasn't something that she proclaimed um but this was something that was just known of her by those which received her kindness and uh the gentleness or you know the, the good works that she get did in uh first timothy six eighteen, it says let them do good that they may be rich in good works ready to give and willing to share Titus 2, 7, in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing integrity, reverence, and incorruptibility. So here again, a pattern of good works. It's a a routine thing. It's something that we are walking in consistently. Uh, It's not, um, you know, uh, every day you do one thing and you check that box. You know, it's not supposed to be like that. We're we're not called to a life of checking boxes. You know, it's supposed to be a complete um, all-in enraptured feeling of uh, connectedness to the Holy Spirit and being this is what's so important about this is we can't do this without the leading of the Holy Spirit he gives us eyes to see mm-hmm. even those opportunities that we can um, we can step into and encourage them or step into and even uh, do a good do good to them and especially when that person is done wrong to us when we respond that takes it for sure outside of a humanistic playing field right it's like mm-hmm. you do good to those who do good to you is what yeshua said 
He said, but you're supposed to be able to do good to those who despise you, to those who mistreat you, you know? And right. um, I think that that's such a powerful uh, concept and that really takes it to another level. I'm thinking too, just about the spiritual paradox that it is really of we're called to be abide in the vine. Yeah. You know, there's a sense of just being a son and then, but then there's this fruit that flows out of it. Yeah. And uh, I think if you were to go around, you know, and do just a, a interview or mm -hmm. just like a, a, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, on the spot. Kind uh, yeah. Of just like, well, just like asking questions, right. you know, so with somebody and you say, you know, what are you created for? You know, and I think that there's a lot of people that would say, well, I'm, I'm created to, you know, be a worshiper or mm -hmm. to, you know, to love God, which is, that's good. Yeah. Um, and there can be this emphasis. I heard some people say, um, we're human beings, not human doings. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this, this idea of being, which some people need that balance because they, because they're trying to just, you know, con they're, they're these people that are just constantly agitated or constantly, you know, have to be doing something. They can't just rest yes. and be still, but going back to the verse you said, you know, we are his workmanship created for, for good, works. good works. So, you know, how many people would actually answer if you say, what do you, Why, what were you for? created for? Is it, I was created for good works. I was created, I was to, created do to do good works <laughs> to bring glory to God. Yeah. And I think there's, it's, it's what the Bible talks about the whole counsel of God. Amen. We Amen. can't just focus on the parts that we want or like, we need yeah. to say, we need to agree with the word. Yeah. I'm, I was created for doing good works. Amen. <laughs> you know? We were worshiping this morning and, you know, we were meditating on that scripture. Like, cause we're people like Brayden and I, you know, we're very, um, goal oriented, motivated, you know, uh, we ra were raised to be, you know, hard workers. But so the message that we need to continually hear is, you know, rest in me, you know, uh, don't your labors, unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain, right. build it. Right. And where was that? In Isaiah 29, uh, 30, Isaiah 30, and Isaiah 30 verse 15, I think it was, it says in quietness and, uh, quietness and confidence, I think it says it would will be, be your strength. strength. Uh -huh. And so that's an encouragement, you know, that's, that's in one hand. And in the other hand, we have this encouragement. This is out of Titus two fourteen. who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify himself, his own special people, zealous for good works, like zealous for it. It's like not a begrudging thing. And it's mm -hmm. something, and I think, you know, as Braden was sharing, it was like, man, this is going to be the fruit. This is what's automatically should flow out of us. This is the, the, the measuring line that's going to tell us whether we're full of the Holy Spirit or not. If we're mm. full of the Holy Spirit, we're not going to be able to contain ourselves. It's just going to be an mm. automatic response to those that are around us to do good, to speak well, to be kind and to be gentle, to suffer long. And these fruits of the Spirit are going to be evident and it's going to radically change. It's a special people, right? He says he's going to redeem us from every lawless deed, purify his special people. So there, here's the love and purity. We got the, the love of the Lord causes us to be purified because we have to, we have a part in it. And if we don't have the love of God, then we're not going to be pressing into the purity. If we don't recognize how much he's loved us and sacrificed for us, mm -hmm. then we have no zeal or desire for purity. But when we know how much he has loved us, then we endeavor for purity before him. And that makes us his special people zealous for good works. And it's going to be a, an overflowing. It's going to be an automatic response. I love um, things that are an automatic response. I love things that work automatically. <laughs> you know, it's like our heart beats automatically. You know, our uh -huh. our breathe, we breathe automatically, mm -hmm. and uh, and it's in response to God's kindness, and God's grace. In that same way, God's grace by faith that we're saved should cause us to love and purify ourselves and be zealous for good works. And uh, Titus three eight and Titus is was as I was going through this. Titus is just full of uh, good works. And I know James also is very heavy on works. And um, 
Titus 3.8 says, This is a faithful saying, that these things I want you to affirm constantly, constantly, that those who have believed in God would be careful to maintain good works. For these things are good and profitable to men, that we are careful to maintain good works. Um, affirming it constantly, speaking and encouraging. And, and when I was sharing this on Shabbat, um, our fellowship, it, it really, what, there was a sense of encouragement. You know, we go, the scripture says, don't grow weary in well-doing. Mm-hmm. Don't grow weary in well-doing. You're not seeing the fruit of it because a lot of times we don't see the fruit of it. Sometimes when we do that good thing to that person and they just look at us like we're cross-eyed, you know, we don't really feel like we've accomplished much. Right. But we have to know that it's a seed. We're sowing the seed and it's not for us and it's not for them even. Mm-hmm. We're not doing good to the people to receive anything from them. We're not doing good to the people uh, for any benefit of their own. The benefit is that, yeah, hopefully our prayer is that they would come to faith if they're not of faith, and if they are uh, in faith, and it's then they respond uh, to give grace to God for His goodness being flowed out to them through us, because we're just a conduit. Mm-hmm. We're just a conduit. Things are from God are coming down through us and going out to all people, and we're sowing the seed. He gives right. us the seed, and we sow the seed, and He says, "Affirm this constantly." Day after day, affirming it, strengthen yourselves in the doing of good works and be careful to maintain them, maintain the good works. So it's good and profitable. Mm. Titus 3.14 says, And let our people also learn to maintain good works to meet urgent needs that they may not be unfruitful. You know, you were talking about that at the very beginning. This is a, a fruitfulness that's supposed to come out of um, our relationship to God. And I just think about, you know, does a... Would you keep, uh, what is it even talking about? Scripture says, even now the axe is laid to the root. If the tree doesn't bear any fruit, mm. it's going to get cut down and thrown in the fire. It's good for nothing. We have to bear fruit. There has to be, we can't joke with our kid with ourselves and think that we're too busy mm-hmm. or say that our fruit and be content with meager fruit. Like we, we can't give him back the, the talent that he's given us and expect him to be pleased with us. It has to grow. It has mm-hmm. to increase. And I'm just thinking here as we're, just going through this is the part of this dynamic, just a Mary Martha tension mm. of, you know, Martha, she's all about good works, right? Yes. She's like serving. I, I'm going to serve. And I don't think that Yeshua looked at her in a negative way no. for doing that, but he did say Mary's chosen the better part. The better part. And so I, I think maybe just trying to think about this a little bit, like what are, what is our, to be our, you know, trying to take the whole counsel of yes. God. I don't think Yeshua in any way was saying, I don't value serving either. Right. I think maybe it's just that Mary had a sense of what was needed in that in moment. In that moment, right. <laughs> right. I mean, that says it right here. I think it says uh, to meet urgent needs, you know, in uh, Titus 3, 14. It's, you know, it's definitely, um, there's a time, even in the scripture, we know when, you know, you're not supposed to sing to a broken heart. Right. You know, it's mourn with those who mourn. Uh-huh. And uh, there is that tension, you know. We have the extravagant mm-hmm. love CD. You know, we've got mm-hmm. a love that we mm-hmm. we love, we like to be motivated by love. Right. And it's and it's and I think that the love actually does motivate us and should motivate us mm-hmm. uh, to be a servant, as we know, you know, with the uh, the pouring out of the oil and the giving, and that she sat at his feet, you know, and her time was. Right. I believe it was something that she might have even had a certain element of that service, mm-hmm. um, but she chose to to lay that down, that sense of, and I think this is something that's really important for. Uh, everyone out there to hear is that Mary gave up her um, t- service, her doing things. She, she wasn't worth something to Jesus, to Yeshua, because she was of what she accomplished. She mm. wasn't worth something 
Yeshua because of what she was accomplishing and all of the projects and all of the things that she did. She was worth something to Yeshua because she was his child. Like mm-hmm. she came to him right. and wanted to be with him. Mm-hmm. And he loves that. Right. He loves it when we can come to a place when our worth to him is not based upon our accomplishments. Mm-hmm. It's based upon uh, we were created for him, created for his, to, to worship him, you know. Mm-hmm. And a form of that worship. This is just a form of that worship. Right. Worship is, it's, it can take on many forms. Mm-hmm. We can worship with music, worship with song. We can, uh, but we can also worship by the good things that we do. It's a worship to him. Yeah. Amen. So Psalm 34, 14 says, Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Psalm 37, 3, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. I love that scripture. Feeding on his faithfulness. It's our sustenance. It's uh, the, what keeps us going is knowing that he is faithful. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3, uh, verse 12, I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and do good in their lives. And so this is just an encouragement for us uh, to uh, be good, you know, faithful and, and doing well and not to grow weary and doing well, uh, to couple them together uh, so that we're not uh, lopsided or we're not um, right. stuck on one element of who God is. God is uh, spirit, and yet... He influences us to bring and to meet the needs in the physical, mm-hmm. to meet people's physical needs. He says, you know, how do you, how do you send somebody away who's cold or mm-hmm. hungry and tired and say, right. peace upon you, go in peace, and we don't give mm-hmm. the things that they need to, to fulfill that. He says, it's not, all right, that's not going to be a message received. They're not, mm-hmm. No one's going to receive that message if we can't minister to the need. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what this is talking about. we got to minister to the physical needs to where their hearts are softened to hear the, the word of the seed that's supposed to accompany it. I'm thinking too about the, I'm just, you're, this whole discussion is just bringing up some different thoughts, but just that yeah, many of you are probably familiar during the Holocaust, there's a story of a train going by a church mm. and the people were screaming for help. Mm. Uh, but the, the congregation, when they were going by screen, they could hear the screams outside. They said, just sing a little bit louder. Right. You know, just, just sing. And so is this message about, Hey, you know, sheep and the goats, the difference between the sheep and the goats is what they did and didn't do. Yeah. You know, it's like they were, uh, the sheep were the ones that were doing, doing, they were doing stuff. Yes. They were helping the needy, right. whereas the goats are the ones that were neglecting them. Right. And so is the message that we don't have to choose one or the other. We don't have to choose necessarily to be a Mary or a Martha. Right. Is that there's going to be times when the Martha thing is, you know, serving is really important. Right. And maybe it's that they complement one another. Amen. I think that's the the idea is they complement living a merry lifestyle of worship is actually going to complement you being zealous for good works yes. because you're going to be connected to that supernatural infilling of the Holy Spirit to then, you know, that helps you, you right. to go out and meet the needs Absolutely. around you. And so I, I don't think we have to trade one for the other. Right. No, I, yeah, I'm just it, totally amazing. That was very well put mm-hmm. um, that it is both things together, you know, mm-hmm. but we have to be what, what can happen. And what I've experienced in my life is that people tend to shy away um, from the needs because that's that's where you really make connection with people. Connection with people are nitty gritty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, we can shy away from that and you know say a prayer mm-hmm. and, and not meet that physical need and meet that face to face interaction right. and that encounter. And I want to encourage you to do that to get um, in the thick of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, with your uh, community around you, with your family that's not on the same page with you, mm-hmm. and uh, be ready to experience rejection. That's going to be part of it, mm-hmm. uh, but to do good to them anyway. So that, you know, you might be able to show them by your good works, they'll glorify your father in heaven. And it's not going to be because of any lack of effort on our part uh, that um, 
these continued to walk in darkness or this relationship was not repaired. Mm -hmm. And so we've run out of time today, but be encouraged to, to let your hands be for good works, to encourage uh, yourself up in the Lord. Yes, in the morning, get in that prayer. Get the prayer in the, in the morning, in the Word, and let the Holy Spirit empower you to do the good works, because without it, uh, we can't do nothing. Without Him, we can do nothing. Amen. So, blessings to you all. I appreciate all of y'all. Yeah, send us uh, your thoughts and comments. Uh, you know, this is definitely a back and forth. There's lots of scriptures out there. Um, if you're a Martha, you know, send us uh, some scriptures um, <laughs> supporting that, and uh, all you Marys out there that are just caught up in the love of the Lord, uh, let's, get, let's get balanced before the Lord today and uh, bring His kingdom forward. And so... Blessings to you all. Have a great week. This is the Voice of My Beloved podcast where we believe that hearing and obeying the voice of the Bridegroom King leads to the most abundant, joy-filled life. Shalom. To perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. And if these things be in you and abound, you will be neither barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Yeshua Messiah.